Okay, so Aiden, just introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us about you and your book and everything. Yeah, hello. Um, I'm Aiden Thomas. I am the author of Cemetery Boys, which is a paranormal fantasy about a uh, trans Latinx boy named Yadriel who lives in a community of Bruhex, so people who can uh, see and communicate with spirits. And the book is about Yadriel trying to prove his himself to his family and being accepted as a brujo. So his plan is to go and summon the spirit of his cousin who recently died to like prove himself that he has the powers of the brujos. But when he goes to try to summon his cousin, he accidentally summons the wrong ghost, and it's the bad boy from his high school named Julian Diaz. And so it turns into a fun adventure, rom-com, murder mystery of trying to figure out um, what happened and solve the mystery, while also um, Yadriel starts getting a big crush on his ghost boy that he summoned, so... A lot of, <laughs> of fun and like kind of silliness honestly i feel like your book was written for me to be honest um <laughs> i love chaos and messiness and this sounds amazing it's so much fun like yeah the chaos is the key there <laughs> lots of <laughs> chaos in this book <laughs> and everyone that's listening to this burn your harry potter books and buy this book <laughs> instead thank you <laughs> yes burn them we, there's so many other better stories right yep. now especially by um queer and trans writers so you know you you have a plethora to choose from <laughs> exactly and um what was your publication journey like um especially as a person of color who is trans yeah. and queer yeah so for me cemetery boys is kind of was kind of a strange situation cemetery boys is actually my option book um it's not the first book that i sold uh my first book that I sold, um, Lost in the Neverwoods, is a dark fantasy retelling of the, the Peter Pan canon. Um, so I sold that book to Swoon Reads, and we did the entire editing process, got through coffee edits, and then when it was time for me to pitch ideas for my auction book, I sent an email to my editor with, like, five ideas. And the first idea, I had, like, 50k words written and a really like in-depth outline and a synopsis and then like the next one had like a full outline and they kind of just got like smaller shorter descriptions as it went and cemetery boys was the very last one that i pitched and it was one paragraph and i think every sentence except one ended with a question mark because <laughs> i was so like unsure first of all if like this was something that they'd even be interested in and I was it was honestly me like asking permission to be able to write a story that had so many of like so much of my identity and my marginalizations in it so like in the email I was like well maybe maybe the main character's trans and like I'm thinking like maybe like Latinx also and like sat around Dia de Muertos um, so I think kind of looking back on that, it was really funny and very telling that for a long time, like up until my editor was like, yes, we desperately want this book. This sounds amazing. I didn't realize that I was even allowed to write 
a book or that it would be marketable that had like a trans queer Latinx team. Um, so that was really wild. And honestly, the entire process of uh, creating Cemetery Boys has been incredible. <laughs> My team has been so incredibly supportive and has been giving me everything I need. Um, I feel super thankful and lucky. Um, so it's been a wild ride. <laughs> Very exciting one. The like response to your book has been just amazing. And um, it just shows that like people want this type of story. They want like to see more than just white people um, mm. doing magic and it being the same boring <laughs> story. Um, and yeah, like I'm so like, I relate so much to what you said about like kind of questioning if you could even bring your full self to the, like, to the story. Yeah. And that's just so sad um, that we have to even question that. Yeah, it's wild, right? That first of all, that we're even in that position and have that thought. And then, yeah, the support it's been getting has completely blow my mind because I was like I'm just in a tiny imprint and I'm just happy to be here you know so I was like I'm just excited if like I can get this book to the hands of like one trans teen and they feel seen and connected I will have done my job and then all of a sudden it's getting a lot of attention and it's it's just blowing my mind every step of the way it's wild I'm wishing you the best with all of this because I feel like this book is gonna like change publishing and I'm so excited Thank for it you so much. Um, what was the inspiration for it? Um, so, um, the, like, idea itself actually came from a writing prompt that I saw on Tumblr. Um, I follow a bunch of, like, kind of, like, writing blogs on there just to kind of help get inspiration and stuff like that. And it was a one-sentence prompt, and it was, um what would happen if you summoned a ghost and then you couldn't get rid of it? And I was like... Yes, I am absolutely into that idea, and um, I think most people would have taken it like into like a creepy, scary, like horror way. But I was like, but what if the ghost was really cute, and then you didn't want them to go away? So that's kind of that was like the basis for it. And then um, honestly, the whole like magic system and kind of how everything works in this story is really centered around Dia de Muertos, which is. Um, a holiday we celebrate where um, our loved ones, our past loved ones, um, return to the land of the living. Um, and it's like, it's a huge celebration with lots of food and music and remembering our loved ones. And like that just aligns so perfectly with the story that I wanted to write that I was like, okay, yes, it needs to be set around this holiday and I want every single aspect of the magic to support this holiday and have to do with all of our like cultural traditions around it as well um so yeah Dia de Muertos was like that, that that's the whole story and the whole magic system is based around that which was really really fun that just sounds amazing and I feel like I've heard about this a lot um I've heard about something similar with um I don't know what show it was but I was watching a show and they discussed this and I know that um in a lot of cultures kind of like celebrating the dead is a very very big event um yeah and so yeah that's just amazing to hear and I love how it all kind of fit together um by the way send me that page on tumblr I need help sometimes yeah <laughs> I'll go take and find it for you <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. And what are your favorite queer books, movies, and TV shows? Oh gosh. Um. So as far as books go, uh, the one that I'm kind of in the middle of right now is Felix Ever After by Case and Calendar, which has a um a trans protagonist as well, and it's super good. But again, anything that Kaysen writes is pretty much gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also got my uh, my copy of A Song of Wraiths and Ruin just got delivered today, which I'm very excited about. And I've got A Song Below Water, and I've got You Should See Me in a Crown all <laughs> standing by and ready. Um, so those are the books that I'm most looking forward to. Though A Song of Wraiths and Ruin, I don't think that that's queer. That's just what I'm really excited about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and TV shows... Um, gosh, I feel like most of the queer TV shows I like are anime. Does that count? Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, cool. So I just finished uh, Given recently, which is like a really beautiful anime um, with two queer characters and it's it's very soft and sweet um i don't usually get very like affected or like emotional over media be it like books or movies or tv shows but given definitely made me choke up so that one's incredible and i super highly recommend it it's so beautiful um i need to get into anime i feel like um i've got a lot of free time right now and i really love death note and so i need to get into more anime yeah <laughs> you should because there's such there's like really lovely like queer ones even if it's not like explicitly queer because of um censorship mm-hmm. the like undertones are very very loud it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the fun part right like yeah the homoerotic subtext and stuff you're watching <laughs> that's just like reading like anything by oscar wilde like you just feel it on yes. the page <laughs> totally <laughs> um and who was your favorite character to write from cemetery boys of each character that I really loved but probably the most fun and the easiest character for me to write was uh, Julian Diaz so the love interest slash ghost he is oh Julian he's super chaotic and like loud and kind of obnoxious but also very sweet and funny so it was a pleasure writing him because I could just kind of go full in on the chaos and ridiculousness you know I could like go over the top because as a character like that's who he is that's his essence and I think it's really funny because when you think about um young adult fantasy love interests they usually look a very certain way and Mm -hmm. act a certain way they all have the black slick back hair and blue eyes and they're like dark and brooding and like stuff like that and julian is not that at all he's the absolute antithesis um so he was yeah he was super fun to write <laughs> and could you just take us through the process of writing uh cemetery boys oh gosh yeah so we had a really tight deadline because um we were like we want this book to come out you know, June 2020, which ended up not happening. Now it's coming out September 1st. But when we were trying to get it kicked out so quickly, I um, only had six weeks to write the first draft. So I wrote the first draft in six weeks, which was 
pretty bananas. Um, I didn't sleep much, <laughs> and I was kind of just like constantly writing every. I work. I have a full time job, and like I was like on my breaks, I was like trying to like shove in like a couple hundred words to get it done. So it was really um, kind of a whirlwind situation, um, but I got it done, and it's been. I mean, even though that was kind of torture, it was it was easy, which I know sounds counterintuitive to me being like, it was the worst experience of my life, but it was easy because I was so excited about the story and kind of, I was looking forward to writing each scene and I'm a hardcore plotter. So like that, I feel like that was the only way I was able to get it done so quickly was that I knew exactly each beat that was coming up and what I was going to write next. And more importantly, I was excited for each of those scenes. So that made it a lot easier to be able to like quickly draft it and get it out. Um, and that was really fun. And I also, I do this really weird thing, which I feel like when I tell people, they're just horrified. <laughs> um, I, when I'm drafting, I have a friend who reads as I write. So oh my god. Finish, yeah, right? <laughs> That's what everyone says. <laughs> I could never... Yeah, so as soon as I finish a chapter, she reads it. And let's, like, it's kind of terrible, right? Because you, like, know that this is, like, just a crappy first draft and it's not going to, like, read very well. But for me, having that champion, that kind of cheerleader to help me along the process of just kind of even being like, oh, I need to finish this chapter so that Anda can read it. Or I know that Anda's going to really like this upcoming scene, so I just, you know, need to get through it. Kind of having that motivator really helps me um, get writing done, and especially if I'm trying to do it quickly. So, but yeah, everyone's like, are you, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's terrifying, but it helps me for some reason. That sounds awful, but I feel like at the same time, I can see why it's helpful on a very tight schedule. Um, And so, wow, like, that's kind of demonic. (laughs) I'm scared of you. Yeah, oh, it's super chaotic for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um, something you said about the whole, like, because you were so passionate about it that it was a bit easier to write. Um, I was discussing this with Casey, who wrote um, Red, White and Royal Blue. They were saying how uh, when they wrote that book, they were kind of possessed and I said yeah I agree like I think when I'm reading when I'm writing books that I'm really like passionate about I feel possessed um yeah yeah that's absolutely correct it's just like a feeling that takes over you and you just can't stop and you want to get to the end and you want to see what happens with these characters you love so much yes that's the perfect way of describing it actually it really is like being possessed (laughs) which fits in with the theme of cemetery boys so I'm all for it (laughs) and um could you just tell us what your experience of publishing has been like as a queer POC? Yeah, so it's been it's been wonderful and it's also been kind of scary, right? Mm-hmm. When I first um like first sold my book, I wasn't out or anything. I didn't even have a Twitter. <laughs> and so I was really kind of scared to be myself and I was afraid of rejection or you know being on the receiving end of any kind of like isms or phobias um but when I worked up 
the courage to like email my editor because um, we were talking about like bios. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, actually, like I'm I'm trans and like these are my pronouns. And I was like, and blah 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 blah. And I was really scared. And I sent it at like the very end of the day on a Friday, thinking that. Um, I wouldn't have to worry about it until Monday, but then my editor emailed me back like 20 minutes later, and I was like, oh no, um, but my editor, Holly West, was super kind and um, like welcoming and warm, and it was so wonderful, honestly, because I wasn't expecting it, and um, just this whole process, my team at Spoon and my uh, fellow Spoon Reads authors have been incredible incredibly supportive um like when it was time and when i got top surgery a couple of years ago um the authors and my like editorial team sent me a huge care package which was like the sweetest like most heartwarming thing of my entire life um and just kind of having like knowing that they had my back and that they were supportive but not just like in a passive or neutral way they were actively being like we love you we support you like we're here for you and that's been really lovely um they were also really great about um when it came when i was doing the editing process of cemetery boys i really wanted authenticity readers and i wanted them for like kind of each part of Yadril's um marginalization and they were really wonderful about that they're like yes like let's do it tell us who you want and um even when it came to picking the cover artist they sent me like a pdf with examples and the artists to choose from and every single one of those artists was um trans and or a creator of color and that was again like so unexpected and so wonderful that they were like actively being like okay we're here to support this book and we're here we're gonna put the work into it that it deserves um so that's been that's been really lovely so it's i know a lot of people have had not great experiences especially being a person of color especially being trans um and queer in publishing but mine has been wonderful and i'm so so thankful for that I'm so happy for you and I think that um, what makes a great like publishing journey or career even is having an amazing team behind you. I have definitely had the same experience of having so many people like really genuinely care about the readership for this book and also uh, about the characters and yeah like you know getting um like my publisher got a nigerian artist for my cover and um Uh, right i was so shook i felt like crying um and it's just like some people like they just really want i don't know they want the world to change and they want things to be better for people i know that 20 years ago this wouldn't have been a thing probably but um i'm just so glad that like we're in a time or like we're in a space right now where there are some people who are trying to do things the right way Absolutely. There's people in publishing who are ready, who are already putting in the work to like make a difference and make an impact. And that's, it's, it's wonderful. It's such a cool thing to be a part of. Exactly. And this is a fun question. Um, if you could raise anyone from the dead to have tea with, who would you pick and why? <laughs> oh gosh. I'm raising the dead. I want it to be like someone kind of like, like fun, right? 
Um, and I feel like whenever I get asked this question, my uh, my immediate response is Edgar Allan Poe, just because I feel like talking to him would be <laughs> such a like wild, strange experience. <laughs> um, like when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was like a teenager, I was like on like full blown Edgar Allan Poe like <laughs> obsession, and I would like carry around a book that had his like collection of short stories, and I just um, I really loved how like strange and morbid all his stuff was. Um, so I think yeah, being able to like sit down and have tea with him would be just incredible and I would just be like starry I'd just be like just tell me anything and everything like how does your brain work <laughs> actually someone um, when I asked someone this question uh, like a similar version of this question they said Mary Shelley for like a similar reason oh, um, yeah. so yeah I, I would want to be there um, if you guys would have me <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it would just be wonderful to just kind of like interact with him and kind of see how his brain works I don't know I, that would be fascinating <laughs> And what do you want readers to take away from reading Cemetery Boys? Oh, gosh. Um, for me, what I would really love is if readers could come away from reading Cemetery Boys feeling a sense of connection and being feeling seen and, like, that there's hope, you know. Um, and I mean that more than just uh, queer or trans or Latinx readers, I feel like Yadriel's story, I wrote it because I wanted people to connect with him on a level more than just his marginalizations. As humans, we're all looking to feel connected, to feel loved, and to feel supported. And that's something that I think, or I hope, every reader who goes and reads Cemetery Boys I hope that they feel that coming out on the other side. Um, yeah, I feel like the world can be so lonely and othering for folks that even just being able to feel connected to like a character in a book can make a world of difference. And um, that's really important to me. And that's something that would like make my heart so happy if just like one person got through Cemetery Boys and felt that way, then it's like my job here is done <laughs> that's an amazing answer um thank you so much for coming on my podcast today um, yeah. where can everyone find you on social media and your website oh gosh so my website is just aiden thomas and there's a bunch of fun stuff on there um uh i am on instagram and twitter and my handle on both of those is aiden schmaden so a-i-d-e-n-s-c-h-m-a-i-d-e-n and i always feel really silly saying that because i feel like whenever i'm on like a panel with like these really cool authors they're like oh it's my first name and my last name or my last name and my first initial and then it's my turn and then i'm like oh it's aiden schmaden <laughs> Which feels very silly. Um, but yeah, and uh, I'm doing a pre-order campaign for Cemetery Boys. So if you order it from literally anywhere or request it at your library, you can submit to the pre-order campaign, which is on my website. And you can get um, all of the swag has, was created by my cover artist, my incredible cover artist, Mars Lauterbaugh. And there's five character cards that are kind of like tarot card style. Um and a signed book plate and 50 U.S. entrants 
um, will receive a limited edition Cemetery Boys pen. So it is open internationally, just not the pen part. Thank you so much. And do you have any final words for everyone or anything from the book that you want to leave people with? Gosh, um, just I hope that people read it and that it provides like a really fun escape right now. Um, I hope people can get some like reprieve and a break from the real world and that they have a good time reading it. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs>